Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Realm of the Mist Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. Our good friend Mike Canistero is on the show for the first time in a while. We talk about his upcoming screenplay and get some updates on random tomato plants. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are still zooming right along through the, the uh, COVID pandemic. And we're still, we're not really locked down anymore. I think, you know, you go most places anymore, you can pretty much guess it's over because nobody's wearing masks and you're really giving a crap. They're like <laughs> stuck to each other's backs in the grocery store lines again. But, you know, <laughs> that's just how it is. But I, I do want to say that the Life Radio Show is now partially brought to you uh, by the Nurses Guild of Florida, the professionals of home health care, the experts. So that's that's a fun new thing. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. guest is already on. He's Zoomed in. He's getting used to Zoom meetings, I think. It is, uh, uh, Mike Canistero. Thank you, Don. You know, just what I was thinking today, I was thinking, man, I wish I could have another Zoom meeting today. <laughs> I just craved more. Like It's totally understandable. I love them. I could just, I could just, I, I, I can't get enough. If anybody wants to Zoom with me after this, just leave the line open and I will just, all night. Yeah, Mike's just going to Zoom. We can zoom all night. <laughs> that an eighties? That should be an eighties song. I'm that sounds sure. that sounds like some sort of disco song. <laughs> we can. Right. Oh no, that no, that's that's a real song. Is it? We can zoom all night. Somebody said that. Where someone comment on this or something that that's a thing? Yeah, right? we'll 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 get to the bottom of it right right after this episode that we'll. That's right. Well, during the break, during the break, I might, I might Google, I might Google, we can zoom all night and you yeah. know, might pull something up on Pornhub or something weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it depends on, well, if you're at home now, you can Google all you want. Don't you know, exactly. You're not on the <laughs> campus's PC where they'll like, you know, help desk will call you like, what were you into last night, Don? Right. Well, I just say, well, it's Patrick. Patrick was doing that. <laughs> That's the beauty of having a producer in there. It's like, I'm not allowed to touch the computers. Had to I Patrick. can't see Patrick Googling anything like that. So I don't know. He's, he's Googled some pretty interesting things when we're on the air. He, he has true. really done some, Googled some stuff in there. That's like, Patrick, are you sure you want to do that on this computer? <laughs> well, Patrick seems like an information seeker, just not a creepy information seeker. Right. You know, right like right. not on his own. Yeah, I don't think it was anything. I, I think it was something where he didn't. What it pulled up surprised him that that's what it pulled up when it, it was the yeah. rest of us could have said, yeah, that might pull something weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the right verbiage will pull up something pretty damn weird. Yeah, that is so. true. And that's that's the fun of Google. It sure is. <laughs> so it what have you sure... been up to? Are you are you teaching through Zoom now or are you doing I am classes? I am teaching exclusively through Zoom. 
and I am uh, partially making YouTube videos for my students. And then in between, I have found out just like that I need to get outside. Like I'm just so cooped up that, uh, and, and what I did was I, I got a bird feeder because I'm white. <laughs> you know, I'm a white guy. And if I don't get a bird feeder, they're going to take away my white guy card, you know. I didn't know that. I probably yeah. lost my card already. Oh, I no, you will lose all feed. your your white privilege will be gone and you would just be like man. And um so I'm I I at first I got this tricked out bird feeder it was like 70 bucks, you know, and then uh it was peaceful at first. And then you realize like all the bird on bird like <laughs> rape that happens. You know, and then I'm like this is not this is unsettling. Yeah, that's the uh, birds. There isn't really birds don't care about consent. I don't think. I don't think a lot of them do, but the bird thing is funny. They come swoop right in while the woman is not that. I don't. It's not a woman, but it's a female bird, and usually less brightly colored than the males because they're like the male birds trying are to like, hide from them. They're trying to hide from the yeah. male birds. Is what it is. Yeah, and you know the male birds are like the guys who drive like an IROC Z. You know, they're all tricked out and they got like this. So then they sneak up behind them and it's over in like two seconds. I'm like, that did I just see that? Did that just that just happened right there? That would be like if I went to work and like, you know, went to the water fountain because they always make sure the female bird is doing something. You know, like preoccupied. Oh yeah, they gotta have them distracted. Maybe yeah, we just maybe all this year's like bird songs that all the singing that birds do. Maybe we've just mistaken those, and they're actually like rape whistles. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here we are going. Oh, isn't that pretty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a you know you know blue light. No, it's a blue bird. It's uh you know, but. Yeah, it's over with fast. It'd be like if you went to work and you just go to the water fountain, you're like, I think Bob from accounting just had his way with me from behind. You know, it's like. Uh, well, Bob Bob from accounting is like that. You got to watch him. Well, he knows all the numbers, so he knows what he can yeah. get away with. That's true. That uh, he's calcul- It's a calculated risk for him. Yeah, but yeah, and he gets away with it. That's the thing. And so it's like, but yeah, I've been, I've been doing that. I do want to save a question for you at the end because <laughs> I have. I have something to ask from you, and uh, that will lead into other stuff I've been working on. But uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm I, just this this teaching online thing has got me, um, you know, busy enough, and I'm, uh, man, I am glad that I I got some time in your club uh, a few, a uh, couple months ago, I think, and then yeah, the Christmas show, and then, uh, and then I'll get back there. Uh, just. It's one of those things. I'm, I'm picking yeah, up spots. I, I've been I've been stepping back a bit. I I haven't actually uh, I haven't performed uh, comedy since like January, I think. Because yeah, I've I think I've been pl- I'd kind of been planning to take a break for a little while because I wanted to get back up on stage for some acting. And yeah. as soon as I decide to take a break, uh, yeah, all the theater no, shut down. No live acting. Yeah, so I know this, it's all. This yeah. could have been my fault just because of that. Just because I took a break for that purpose. They just said, nope, we're shutting everything down. That's how bad my acting is, Mike. Well, <laughs> I think I think your acting is great, and that has yeah, the, to do with my question I'm going to ask you later. Yeah, but, the uh, world faked a pandemic just to keep me off stage. 
Well, you know, a lot of acting is fake, so that means you're doing a good job. Uh, (laughs) Somehow, it's like a... I don't know how I'm... I'm I'm bringing out the best in others is what it is. (laughs) You are. You're bringing out the fakeness because all acting is fake anyhow. Right, right. It might be convincing, you know, like... uh, you know, even like even method acting is fake, even though you, I mean, you try to make it as real as possible, but method, method acting, you're still acting. You are, uh, but then you're just actually so desperate that you need to method act in order right, to do right. so. That's how untalented you are. <laughs> that you need to go starve yourself for weeks right, to, to know pretend what, it to what it's yeah. like to be a starving guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. that's really not that much of a talent. It's just, Not really. Yeah, no, I mean, because the grow talent a beard. to not be that person and then act like them, rather than that's right, just get see, into their skin. Once you do that, it's like you are them, and that's not acting anymore. See, that's the thing, and then that's why you could have been like in Castaway instead of Tom Hanks, because you know he's just had to get all skinny and and bearded. You're already bearded, but you don't right. have to. They could CGI in your skinniness. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just. I'll wear like I'll wear a suit with like green edges. That way they can do the green screen just on the corners. They could make Yeah, just whatever stick. you want. You know, this pick what edges you want. I just got green stripes down the middle. And uh, that's what you need to do. But yeah, I think by the way, I've watched your work and I think you're a really good actor and so that's uh that's the thing. We we are back on uh, film sets now, so that's good. I've been been back on film set working for with uh uh, William Lee and Cinema Lexicon. We've been doing uh, B- Black Wolf is the new one we're working on now. So, I, I like I like uh, you know the fact that you're getting to work with other people. You know that's that's good, and I think he's pretty well networked. Uh, oh yeah. We didn't didn't you say Redbox? He's in with Redbox and all. Uh, that? Yeah, he, he's been with Redbox for a while. Uh, right now, a lot of stuff's going to Amazon Prime and a lot of the other streaming stuff. We got some some, some things in Walmart right now. I think Black Mamba and the Goocher, uh just released this past year. Uh, it's hard to say the Goocher re- released and not smile a little bit, but you know. Yeah, it is kind of like a funny thing. It's a funny, like a goocher. I mean, what, and, yeah, tell your grandma that one. What are you yeah, in, goocher? I'm in the goocher. <laughs> yeah. Yep, they just released Black Mama. That sounds frightening, too, right? There. It does sound. Like, it does sound. <laughs> All right, Don, I'm going to hold my question. I'm not going to hold my question to the end. I'm going to tell you what I've okay. been working on. Uh, I recently wrote a spoof Western model, novel, not a model, but a novel. Nice. And, um, uh, I am going to try to transition to screenplay because I feel like it has a very police squatty sort of Mel Brooks feel to it. Nice. And while I've been writing the screenplay, I'm on page 92 or something. And by the way, I found out that I wrote a scene twice, you know, like where I'm like, oh, I could just take that out. Now I'm not above 90 pages. But I have a, and you don't have to say anything in the way of commitment today. But I do have this one character that just, I hear your voice with him. (laughs) And it is the mayor who is just phoning it in of the whole town. And uh, his name is Mayor Harvey Wallbanger. And if you would. That sounds great. If you would consider playing him, I think we will film either this summer or next summer or both this summer and next summer because I need to find a Western town to film in. But I also know horse people. Uh, uh, actually, I, I do know a western town that yeah, does I know. filming in there from time to time because we filmed down at uh, Dogwood Pass down in I, I, I've been in 
I've been in contact with them. There's another place in uh, where the Western Festival is in Westerville. And so I'm just kind of, I need to go down there and scout. And now that I'm tied to a computer, yeah. I can't get down there even though I should, even though the place in Westerville does a ha- Halloween um, sort uh, of festival. So, so does Dogwood Pass. They do the, the Dogwood yeah. Pass Haunt Fest or something like that. And the cool thing about it, I, I haven't been to the one in Westerville. But the cool thing about Dogwood Pass is it's not just storefronts. They're actual mm-hmm. buildings, and the saloon is immaculate. The saloon is perfect for a Western. Well, they have a jail cell. Yeah, and they have I've a jail cell. Ton, yeah. I've watched a ton of their videos. Uh, the only thing I don't know is how much they charge to rent the joint. So Yeah, uh, that, that I'm not sure. Because I, I filmed, uh, I was in uh, Western World which was originally mm-hmm. dead husband in a Western town that filmed out there a couple of years back. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that is a really cool place to film. But, I, uh, I, I know it is cause I've watched a ton of their videos and I see that the, not necessarily the outdoor venues don't look like it. I need a open area where there could be a climax scene where a bunch of people could gather, you know, but that might actually be good for that place. But, I'll, I'll keep in contact with them, but um, I will send you a um, screenplay if I can get untethered from this computer so I can get on the one where I do my editing and my writing, and uh, I will send you something pretty soon and just want you to consider that. So, uh, oh, absolutely. I could, tell you, I could tell you a little bit about Mayor Harvey Wallbanger if you feel like it fits in at all. Uh, sure, why not? I mean, I'd, you'd put too much of your information out there. Somebody might steal your ideas, though. Well, then everybody will know, you know, like everybody, <laughs> then uh, I'm going to visit an attorney before this and try to copyright my screenplay, even though I don't think right. that's, that's totally money wasted probably. But yeah, um, usually a good thing to do with that is before you share it with anybody, just have them sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Like you wouldn't like, uh, but I'd be completely flattered if anybody listening wants to steal my screenplay, <laughs> I will send it to you and you make it better than what I'm going to do. Because like right now I've got a bunch of money saved up, but it ain't much. It's only like a, a couple grand or a little more. And, uh, cause I ain't doing that Kickstarter stuff. I ain't doing that. Uh, yeah. don't want to do that. You'd be like, Hey, aren't you the professor who's teaching? No, I'm not a professor. Actually. I'm going to use Joe Young's joke and say, I teach at a community college. Calling me professor is like saying I'm the chef at Burger King. That's <laughs> I'm an instructor, but I still have a job, thankfully. So I'm not going to beg on you know whatever to get money. But right, right. But yes, um, I know I, I have one coming up that I'm going to uh, be producing, and I'm one of the one of the co-stars of it. And I'm co-producing it. Uh, we have we're still kind of casting. We're doing most of the casting as far as people we already know, so we don't. So we so we can avoid groups of people coming in with COVID uh, to do yeah. auditions, and so because sometimes the audition process is kind of a pain anyway. But uh, yeah, sure is. We yeah. are eventually going to la- launch a Kickstarter just to get a little bit. But you know, well, hey, don't. I I don't mean to you know uh, poo poo Kickstarter. I just don't feel like it's what I need to do with my yeah. first film, and I've I sold my racing bicycles and i've sold for my stuff for my dad sorry and uh yeah and um you know so i think uh you know i got a little bit of money but it's one of those things where you need to have that's your biggest obstacle wouldn't you agree is money you need to have definitely yeah because i mean if you if you want to get uh well just 
a lot of times to get getting locations if you don't know people really well getting locations is tricky without being able to throw a little bit of money at them yeah uh you know just then so, sometimes sometimes it's nice to get a slightly bigger name just to come in and do it because I've, I've worked with some that are like oh that's a pretty cool you know yeah yeah, I know. I, I've seen to get them here. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before. You got somebody who's got some acting chops, and you got some name for yourself, and you kind of, you know, try to stick them in there somewhere, you know, yeah. wherever they fit. But uh, so Mayor Harvey Wallbanger got elected because he ran on a campaign of uh, anarchy with limited bestiality. You know, it's just one of those things. And he can't get unelected. He just limited. wants to... I'm glad it's limited. Yeah, I think if I fix the dialogue, right, it'll be like, and your campaign on beast. He has a, he has a, uh, you know, an intern that's just a complete uh, syncophant apologist. He, like, just loves the guy to death. And the guy wants nothing to do with his job. So it's, it's one of those things where he's sleeping all day and he's uh, just completely apathetic about his job he tries to undo anything that will keep his job and so uh and then a lot of that stuff has in the past sort of uh backfired on him because people just love him more you know yeah, backfired they, and made it look like he's really doing a great job that's yeah and then everybody just loves him they're, they're just the people of the town me. the people of the town are so aimless that they, anything the guy says is gospel and they just love the guy so is, that, is this based on anybody in particular? <laughs> not at all. No, it just it's just a it's a thing I like. I like it's not based on you at all, but oh, like, it's it's one of those things where it's just I like the character that does the George Costanza like uh bizarro world thing where he like tries to undo something and it just backfires on him. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. That's and always so, fun. Yeah, this this mayor just tries as much as he can to not, you know. He's just trying to sabotage his whole career, and, and it, mm. it, he doesn't appear until later in the film. But it's one of those things where uh, eventually people start hating his guts, and then oh yeah, perfect. Well, I'm on board for the hate too. Yeah, that sounds sounds like fun <laughs> to me anyway. <laughs> so that it's it's hard. I got to write this screenplay. I, I'm told it's got to be less than 100 pages, and that's hard, you know. Yeah, especially with a comedy kind of thing. Anything yeah. more than because 90 pages, it usually translates about a minute of film per page of script. So That's you right. don't want much yep. over an hour and a half. No, you don't. Um, yeah, it's not one of those things where you want a two and a half hour comedy. So, uh, yeah, it so has I'm to be working really on it. good. To be. <laughs> no, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be really good. I'm just trying to get it to be good enough. So, I, uh, I think that I think it'll be fun either yeah, way. It'll, I'll send you something. And so there you go. I just outed you in front of everybody and then. If you're not in it, you'll be like, oh, I guess he shot Mike down, but then, you know, <laughs> you should be able to do that. Uh, you said you sold some of your, some of your bikes. I'm assuming you're still riding though. You didn't sell all. I do. I ride like a mountain bike now, but I used to race bicycles and I, uh, now that I'm not part of the team I used to race on when I was in my thirties and forties, I can say that I sold all my sponsored equipment like on eBay and stuff. And yeah, that's I'd where I got some of my funding for this this project that I'm working on. I, I saw you not too long ago over by where you have some of your uh, tomato plants. <laughs> you did? Because I, I have a couple of facilities right there. I have one up on uh, Meadow Bridge, and then I have one around the corner down uh, uh, on the other side of the overpass there. So, 
Well, you know, I, I should probably explain that. I don't, want, I, I don't want to give it to pinpoint the location of where oh, no, you are. No, that pinpoint, way, if, you have, if you have a stalker that's coming looking for you, it's like, well, I know he's coming through here. He does. He has before. No, you know, pinpoint, wanna, pinpoint the hell out of it. I want everybody to know that because I really believe in growing your own food, and if you can't grow your own food, I just want to demonstrate how easy it is, that I have last year more so than this year I've been – too much tied to a computer but uh last year i grew squash all over the place it's easy stick a squash seed in the ground in like may next thing you know you got a gigantic like crawling squash plant and i did it all over dayton uh so just like dayton. public places here oh yeah yeah because <laughs> what they do is they plant these ornamental plants like bushes and uh other things that don't do anybody any good they're just they just are perennials that come up every year and then and I'm not trying to get any landscapers a headache. I'll go rip them out later in a few weeks when the tomato plants die, but this year I'm like I'm going to plant tomato plants. So in my garden, you know, the cherry tomatoes fall on the ground, they freeze all winter. The next thing you know, the cherry tomatoes grow like weeds. Yeah. And I don't think people really realize that. They think, "Oh, seeds come in packages and it's hard to do." No, you you grow cherry tomato plants in an area, ignore it for a year. Next thing you know, you have weeds all over your yard that are cherry tomato plants. So, <laughs> so I stuck some of these weeds in a Raymond noodle container on my bike, and every night I went on my ride and I dug a hole because I stuck a little you know hand shovel in my pocket, and I planted them where you saw them. At the uh, corner of the off-ramp of 35 West and Fairfield Road in Beaver Creek. Oh. <laughs> and I'm ready for the police to show up at my house saying I did something <laughs> wrong. But I want to, if that's wrong, I don't want to be right now. I'll pay a ticket or whatever it is. But yeah. right now, if you were on that bike path along the Fairfield Road there, you could pick at least a couple dozen tomatoes they're there right now i just no. I, so yeah, I i have two facilities that i maintain right right and that's like right in between them so i, I might just stop by there for lunch can you take a can you take tomatoes. a selfie can you take a selfie with them and then post them somewhere <laughs> that's what i want that. to I'll take my lunch break i'll head over there and take some tomato plant selfies for you <laughs> yeah we're kind of like you know and so the thing is i want to start like not a movement i mean i don't have It'd be a good energy. hashtag. I, I yeah, I don't have energy for a movement. Like I, I only have energy for my own bowel movements. I don't really even have energy to start a movement other than <laughs> my bowel movements. Right. But I do think it would be kind of neat if someone went there and then picked the tomato and took a photo with it. I think it would be really extraordinarily gratifying for me. Like, look, and and I don't, you know. I don't know what's in that mulch they're growing in. Actually, I can't. Yeah, really that's true. It. That's you never know. It gets it gets it might be a little acidic. Get into that tomato and just just do some damage to you. I, you know, I think <laughs> plants are. I think plants are actually really good at purifying things too. Yeah. So uh, I don't really. Yeah, think I, I think we have all these public parks and all this public land, and I think I think what you're doing is a great idea. We could start that movement because I mean, people plant flowers and they're pretty and everything, but other than aesthetics, they don't serve a purpose. I mean, yeah. we we have people begging for food on the streets. What if they could just yeah. walk over to where this bush used to be planted and hey, there's a cucumber, have at it. 
Now, that's actually exactly what I want to do next year is I'm thinking, well, why am I doing this in Beaver Creek? Because there's not a real big food need population. I want to I want to go to a food desert and try to plant a bunch of crap there because, you know, if you go to the right part of town, there's a bunch of land no one cares about. Yeah. And well, uh, there, there, there's an off ramp of 35 um, right there at Main Street in Jefferson. There's bound to be some plots over there that that's that's where people are going to need the food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I was even thinking of like, I could take the tomatoes from the plants, put them out there, just have a sign that says free food, leave it out there all day. What could happen? Some teenage kids will take them and throw them at each other. Okay. We throw lose them at cars day. driving by. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well then that's on them, <laughs> you know, that's on them. But I was thinking that just presenting food is really easy to grow if it's the right kind of stuff, especially the right time of year. So so that's the thing I've been doing, and I did video document most of my plant journey, and I just need to get some time to edit it and put it on, right. slap it on YouTube. And yeah, uh, but I'm glad you noticed. I'm glad journey. you noticed. I'm glad you noticed my effort to be weird. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I I try to appreciate all efforts to be weird because that's mm-hmm. that, that's that's fun. Weird is good. Especially good weird. Good weird yeah. is good. Bad weird. Well, yeah, is there's not. bad weird that's not so good. But, yeah, good, good weird's okay. not not too bad. Yeah, I feel like you and I are both good weird. That's I appreciate that. Now, like Father Time, never mind. I'm just, <laughs> now, who, who's, I've not heard of this before. Is this is this I'm a friend? Is this a client? Is this it's one that used to be an ex client of mine? Yeah, he was he was a guest of mine once, and I apparently ruined his career. Here on the life, of course you did. So did so did everybody else who he appeared on the podcast <laughs> yeah. of uh, any other podcast yeah. that he begged to be on. Yeah, yeah. And then and, all and of a sudden, he, like, every booker that didn't book him has ruined his career. Yeah, I booked him. I, you know what I did when he started? I I tried to just embrace his weirdness of like this is really creepy. You know, he's like, "Can I call you?" And I'm like, "I don't have." I do literally not have a cell phone. I pay attention to much, but uh, I'm like, no, I, I don't have a cell phone, you know? And then I did book him at an assisted living center up in Lima and I got him paid 50 bucks. And all I asked was a $10, 10% fee for whatever I got him booked at. Cause you know, there is a need for, you know, people to come in and tell jokes at assisted right. living centers. Not anymore, but there used to be. And uh, well, yeah, there's they won't let anybody in them anymore. They won't let. They don't want him, or they don't want me. Uh, they want nobody. So I used to volunteer, at, you know, an assisted living center. I'm like, you know, this guy, you know, let's book. I cold called a bunch of places. I said he needs to be paid fifty bucks. They're like, well, send us an invoice. So I had to go on Google and do like Microsoft Word invoice template, fill it out. Paid to his name. I won't use his name. Right. But uh, he got paid 50 bucks. He never paid me five bucks, damn it. <laughs> he owes me five bucks. There, there is nothing worse than doing your job as an agent, as a manager, and getting stiffed on your fee. <laughs> that is the Dude, worst thing. That is the hardest five bucks I've ever worked for. Yeah. <laughs> That is literally, <laughs> and, and you I didn't get it. That's <laughs> I literally, and I scrapped my own aluminum cans, and that is the hardest five dollars I ever worked for and never got. 
Well, yeah, because at least the aluminum cans, you got the money. You usually they they probably screwed you on the price. Oh, they sure do. Yeah, but, they yeah. Because I, I, I my dad used to do that all the time, and he was always always complaining about those guys screwing him on the prices. Oh, they do. They they don't do the scale anymore. They get you on the price per pound, but it's all it's yeah. all the same thing. You know, like <laughs> twenty eight cents a pound for aluminum. Oh, okay, whatever. It's spot price is eighty cents, but yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that was I never, and and you know what? Frankly, he can have it. I rather just not. Yeah, I think he needs it. Probably, I don't know if he yeah, needs it. He I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, he was like a retired engineer apparently, but I don't see how he would be. What kind of engineer oh, yeah. would he be? I, that's a frightening thought. <laughs> yeah, you know, I will never drive over a bridge in Lima and. <laughs> Wonder, not wonder if he's worked on that bridge. Yeah, we'll, we'll just avoid that one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dose Dollar Store Dining Dudes, that's shut down due to COVID as well? Or is that well, you know, on I, hold? Uh, I know Travis had his, uh, his uh, heart transplant, right? He did have his heart transplant. What we're going to try to do is um, we're going to try to do some reaction videos where we just watch our old crap. <laughs> in a in a park on a laptop and then just i could piece in the parts that we're watching and um there's some stuff we did and then i'm in contact with him quite a bit i mean yeah. today he literally stopped by my house to give me like 10 pounds of zucchini bread and uh, <laughs> i put him on the camera on the zoom camera with my students so he you know he knows that i'm like tied to a computer like today i was tied to a computer from like 10 to 3 or something crazy it's very unhealthy mm. but um we're we're we've got a lot of thoughts on what to do and we did do three videos where we went magnet fishing i was i was going to ask about the magnet fishing i i think yeah. i saw two of them i don't know if i ever saw the third video on the magnet well the fishing. third one you should just skip because i got down into my skivvies and jumped into the miami river up to my <laughs> neck <laughs> the little miami river literally swallowed my magnet it was stuck behind a uh, log and uh i'm like this magnet costs like 35 bucks you know i'm not a i'm not made of money over here abandon it to the river yeah and i want it again so we could keep working this stuff and then so you know i just thought to myself i could get in um and then i got in in my underwear and and then you get to see the weird ass tan lines that i've developed over the years and it's probably really not disturbing. probably not now because you're tied to that computer you don't have time to get the tan line. no i i get out i get out a couple hours a day but i gotta kind of really put my it's so much different than this summer when i was taking off of teaching it's just literally i gotta premeditate any free time i get outside when there's sun out and then and then i could do the laundry at night or something it's it's terrible yeah. But uh and I think a lot of your listeners would probably agree but uh <laughs> are, you're still you're still cranking out like uh working on uh HVAC stuff and right like Oh uh, yeah yeah I I still have my day job I can't quit that yet. Yeah no I'm I'm just saying that you <laughs> you know your 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 job may not have been that much affected or has it been or Um it really hasn't. I mean, we were essential. I do uh, maintenance in a lot of healthcare facilities, so they had yeah. to stay up and running. I have a couple of uh, uh, freestanding 24-hour emergency centers that I that I maintain. So yeah, there really hasn't been a whole lot. I st- I still had to keep going out every day. I didn't get the uh, didn't get any of the time off. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not, I get not it. that I wanted it. I felt very fortunate in that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of those things you kind of feel a bit like, oh man, I wish I had the time off, but not. But I would say, air circulation in a, you know, in a assisted living center, you know, you're you're really important. You're more than essential. You're like hyper. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. of course, well, with COVID and everything now, we have. We always did have certain rooms that were negative pressure. That way, if you put a patient in there that has a communicable disease, an airborne disease, it's constantly sucking in. You have an exhaust fan pulling out, yeah, so that it doesn't spread to any other areas. So yeah, and then you could stuff go like that's critical. And then you could go work on that, like go and suck in all that yeah, air. Yeah, that's- yeah, that's <laughs> yep, that's. It, if it if it broke down, I'd have to. That's the fun yeah. thing is I get yeah, to I be up in the air handlers changing out filters that are sucking all that stuff through. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, good. Oh, good. I better work yeah. hard on this job so it doesn't break down now. And for right, right. I just, I just hope everybody kept this thing maintained before yeah. I got here and I don't have yeah. to crawl inside of it and roll around in the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I tell you, but you're, you're a pretty healthy guy, I imagine. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, uh, seems to really prey on the elder. This is not funny at all. Why are we we talking about this? Why are we talking about old people? We're getting ready to take a break because I have to, because I still have to cut things up to put it out over the radio station. So we're going to take a short break and we're going to be back here in a bit with Mike Canistero. And we're going to talk about some news stories. I have, I have one in particular that might interest you from a standpoint of uh, Mr. Wiggly's exploration launch. <laughs> All right, good. And and one of one of their uh, wonderful songs that I uh, that I'm also going to play during this break. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, we just went on a little bit of a creative spurt. <laughs> I've I've had those before. Those little creative spurts. Oh, I've had. Yeah. You got to clean those up. I have quickly. them at night. I had them at night when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with Mike Canistero and his creative spurts. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Ootsie, the Iceman, was a very chill-out kind of soul With a concave nose and his leathery skin And two eyes made out of holes Ootsie, the Iceman, was right in the glacier's way because of sheer dumb luck and a big rock, he remains intact today. It must have been real lonely, 5,000 years frozen in the ice. And not only was it cold as shit, but his arm was stuck dabbing to the right. So then some mountain climbers found him, only good thing mountain climbers ever did. And for two whole days they chiseled him out like some block of frozen squid. Ootsie, the Iceman, was taken to a high-tech lab where he told scientists on a carbon date he was older than God's dad. Right next to his body was a beautiful copper-forged axe. I bet all his friends thought he smelted really good, but his friends weren't alive to axe. Now Ootsy lives in a freezer. Scientists quibble over his remains. The only thing they agree upon is that his life ended with extreme pain. Ow! Ootsy, the Iceman, had a full stomach, so they say. 
So no one needed to be Sherlock Holmes to see his death in ball foul play. Whackity whack whack whackity whack whack ootsie he got whacked. Whackity whack whack whackity whack took an arrow straight to the back. Jack. So so a lot a lot of people have been been asking me, hey, how how do we how do we fix all the world's problems? And and really what uh, the solution uh, to all of our problems is that we we just need to open up our hearts and love and love everybody, even even people that don't really deserve to be loved because they're you know horrible, rotten, despicable, uh, stupid people. Because even Jesus, you know, Jesus loves. Jesus loves everybody, so you should, you should, he says you should love everybody. So you should, uh, just love everybody and, and just uh, make you better. I mean, we still hold people accountable for the horrible, running, terrible things they do, you know, but you don't care. Don't carry the anger and uh, and, me, and hateness in your heart. Just have faith that Jesus is going to stick it to them in the end. Leave, leave that up to Jesus. Leave, leave that Leave that part up to Jesus. It's not, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Love you. Bye. The following is an announcement from the Nurses Guild of Florida. Home health aides or nurses invited in your home is an important issue family-wide. Where you get your private duty service is of critical importance. Did you know hiring a friend of a friend or even a recommendation from your church puts you and your family at risk for workers' compensation? A back injury will cost sixty to $100,000 and a slip and fall up to three times that amount. Do you know if the caregiver in your home has a history of abuse, neglect, or theft? Do they have a history of drug abuse or have an addiction? The Nurses Guild conducts full Level 2 criminal background checks. Is the labor law particular to home care being obeyed, or are you unknowingly setting up your estate for claims of unpaid time and a half? Why not get your private duty from a five-star Medicare home health agency, the experts at home care? You get properly trained and supervised personnel, workman's compensation coverage, criminal background checks, proper adherence to applicable labor law, all to shield you from lawsuits. All of our home health aides and nurses are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Here at the Nurses Guild, we have nurses from every specialty. No matter what your diagnosis, we have the right caregiver for you. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 for Broward County and 561-826-8937 for Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask. Wash your hands frequently and stay home as much as possible. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris Ristali of Breaking the Fourth Wall. If you enjoy our show, you can find it on YouTube. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment or just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And also you can find us on all the social medias. Just look for Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And I will catch you on the other side. I'm ready to get old. I am. You know why? I grew up with an Atari 2600. Yeah, that's right. 
One of the joysticks on that, same joystick on a hover around scooter. All right, hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are, uh, we're still moving along. We took like an hour break there. You guys don't yeah. know it because we did a bunch of stuff, but sometimes you just got to catch up when you haven't talked to somebody in a you while. You know, I apologize. Don, I talked your ear off there. No, you're you're fine. You're fine because yeah. I did some talk. We have some stories, stories I mean, that we hadn't told each other before. We got into my childhood, and that's not Yeah, fair. You yeah. know, that well, thing about I'm, me. I'm glad you stopped crying before we got back on the Yeah, air. that's where the bird and, feeder uh, is just so, yeah. you know, painful for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my uncle had a bird feeder. <laughs> yeah. No, it was my uncle. Yeah. Um, are, are, are we are we ready for some news yes. stories? Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep side railing you like into <laughs> other things. Do the yeah. damn news stories. Yes. All I'll right. shut up. Well, I, I have one that, that that I teased with before the break. At least I think it did. It was a long time ago. But <laughs> as far as uh which you corrected me. It wasn't Mr. Wiggly. This was your solo project that you did. And here's yeah. something that might, might relate to it. So you can do a second version. Oh, uh, wow. Reindeer herders in Russia's Arctic have discovered an entire carcass of what scientists believe to be a uniquely well-preserved bear from the ice age. Uh, the animal with its teeth, teeth, nose, and other soft tissue still intact was found in the Lyakovsky islands. Uh, part of these new Siberian islands in a remote northeast Russia. Uh, the discovery was reported last week by the Northeastern Federal University, uh, NIFU. <laughs> NIFU? That's why, yeah, in parentheses it says NIFU. I'm assuming they're cussing at me in Russian, uh, yeah. which will be studying the remains. It's the first find of its kind, said uh, Lena Grigorieva. Love it. Wow. Uh, a paleontologist researcher at the university. It means there used to be woods on the island and it could have been part of the mainland, she said, explaining that the bear could not have swum so far. How do they wow. know? How do you they know? know? Do, that, that's a, you know, the stuff about preserving things in ice. I mean, have you ever gone to the back of your freezer and been like, that's from 19, like 99 you know oh yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and it's still well preserved still some of the soft tissue on it <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's not well preserved but it's like you know it's kind of like i wouldn't eat it but it's, man, it's, it's a little there. freezer burnt which if you look at it's, the picture the pictures of this bear it's pretty well freezer burnt too so well let's see the iceman was freezer burned so, oh yeah uh, he definitely yeah. was but this this yeah. might have been his companion and it says that it was part of the mainland and there were woods on the island not necessarily this could have been a non-wooded bear he might have been exiled. The other bears could have kicked him out, and he had to go live on this island until he froze to death in the permafrost. If you freeze to death as a bear, that's kind of a bummer because you're like, you you're, know, yeah, you're built. prepared for it. Yeah, you're prepared for it, and you're like, well, I guess this is it for me. I'm going to freeze to death. <laughs> uh, you know, it's I, everything I've prepared for with my genes has not done me you know i guess right, if you can right. blame it on your jeans that's what we all do so. yeah well he wasn't wearing jeans he had a lot of fur though yeah yeah jeans would not cut it. If you had a pair of car hearts been good well if it was in russia they're stolen jeans that's true they're, that's like true. imported somebody like you know flew them over in a plane you know and they got <laughs> lots of money for those you know jeans but uh, the, the, the exact age of the carcass has yet to be established but it's thought to belong to a species of brown bear that lived in the karginsky 
interglacial period. I've never heard of that. The Kargensky interglacial period. That sounds like a used car salesman. <laughs> Come out to Kargensky's interglacial period used cars. We're <laughs> yeah, Karginsky's. Come to Karginsky's. 60 days, same as cash. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like a period of history when it used car salesmen, salesmen roam the earth. Yeah. Well, I still do believe in... If your listeners don't, that's fine. We can disagree, and I will not argue with you because I'm <laughs> not energetic enough to do that. Still believe in carbon dating. They will nail down that thing's age in a hurry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they just need yeah. to go and do some quick carbon dating. Actually, it's not that quick. But yeah. uh, but, it, but it might not have been from the Karginsky period. <laughs> it might not have been from the Karginsky period. It might have been just a total sort of uh, – uh, you know, publicity stunt to 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 sell right, a to, few, se- to sell a used Hyundai, <laughs> a, a Hyundai or whatever they do in Russia. What do they do? They drive Yugos up there. That, that, they that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that would. Be, uh, <laughs> that's weird. I'm looking forward to the next story where story where they find out what that thing's age was. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have to report back on that. I'll keep an eye out yeah. in a couple. I'm couple sure. Months I'm we'll sure it'll be totally. You'll be on it. Like, next oh yeah, episode. definitely. Because that's what my, that's what I'm known for is being. That's exactly what the, you do the, with these the, news stories. The breaking I, news here yeah. on the Life Radio Show. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's uh, they, like hanging on the factual evidence of it. Exactly, you know? exactly. They say too much of a good thing can be harmful, as was the case for one Massachusetts man whose love of black licorice ultimately cost him his life. <laughs> Sorry, I had trouble finishing that one. Uh, in a case report recently detailed in the New England uh, Journal of Medicine, doctors revealed that 54-year-old Massachusetts construction worker essentially overdosed on black licorice. Uh, the candy contains, uh, hold on. Black licorice. Right, black licorice, which is <laughs> That's disgusting. What the hell it you contains. never eat it. It's a uh, glycerhizic acid. I don't know. You're the you're the scientist, Mike. It's G L Y C Y R R H I Z I C. I'm gonna Google it right now. Okay. Did you get all that spelling? Glycerhizic acid. I, I don't know, but I mean, something it like sounds... it. Yeah, glycerhizic acid, glycerizic. Uh, which caused the man's potassium levels to plummet. Uh, dangerously low levels of potassium can lead to abnormal heart rhythms, uh, low blood, high blood pressure, sorry, and in some cases, congestive heart failure. Even Jeez. a small amount of, of licorice you eat can increase your blood pressure a little bit, said Dr. Neil Butala, a cardiologist at Massachusetts General Hospital and one of the authors of the case report in the New England Journal of Medicine. So, hey, black licorice is not good for you well not only is it disgusting it's not healthy i mean isn't that why we grew up with a tongue i mean you know like keep us from eating stuff like that yeah yeah i mean i I mean i don't know many people who like black licorice but i want to say maybe there's they're like you know how there's super tasters and they like like all the bland food i wonder you know like oh man i love this um bland mac and cheese and they eat nothing but they don't like any hot sauce or anything like that yeah there's there's a warning on here under the picture it has a picture it has a picture with a whole bunch of black licorice ropes and it kind of looks like uh 
it kind of looks like a construction uh, explosion. There's like a bunch of rebar laying around all over. The, this is what this <laughs> picture of black licorice looks like. And underneath it says the U.S. Food and Drug Administration warns that if you're 40 years of age or older, eating two ounces of black licorice a day for at least two weeks could, quote, land you in the hospital with an irregular heart rhythm and arrhythmia due to the presence of the compound uh, glycerizin in the candy. Glycerizic acid. And I'm looking at it right now, and I I don't see I've actually been uh, acquainted with this thing, but boy, that's a, that's a, that's a double negative right there. Yeah. Not only are you eating black, I mean, how many, what percentage of the population do you think likes black licorice, Don? I don't, I don't know. If you, if you like black licorice, if you're a listener out there and you like black licorice, or if you don't, if you have an opinion on black licorice, email the life 1069 at gmail.com. I'd like to hear your thoughts on black licorice. And if you did like it, uh, are you willing to die for it? (laughs) Is it that good to you that you're willing to, uh, to die from whatever that acid is? Glycerizic? You know, we're just spurring people on. Like these are going to oh, be yeah. the next That's, people to eat Tide Pods now. Yeah, and you saw it on you. It's going to be the black licorice challenge now. It's got your sticky fingers all over it, Don. Yeah, hashtag BLC, black licorice challenge. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. I was thinking you were... <laughs> I mean, I don't, that's, you know, that's BBC. That's a different thing. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's the British broadcasting company. Okay. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. But yeah. Um, yeah. Too bad that that, you know, but potassium, I guess is one of the minerals that we need in our yes. diet that we don't get enough of for sure. Right. So, so if, if you eat a lot of black licorice, uh, chase it with a banana. Almonds. Or, Almonds are even go. better yeah. than bananas. Wow, I, I didn't. I learned something yep. new on the life. There you go. That's what we're all about. Is we're we're all about teaching. You're can I can <laughs> I like sign? I want to sign something that says that this is not actual medical advice. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, the the life radio show uh, and its guests are are not. Uh, 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 certified or, or qualified to dispense any kind of medical advice. We're just saying Thank don't you. eat black licorice because it's disgusting. That, that's not that's not medical advice. That's just right. actual that's just like taste. That's just actual life advice. Right. That's for the that's life radio show. Yes. yes. That's just uh, being a human. Uh, the traditional 60th anniversary gift is a diamond. But what if it's a sandwiches anniversary? <laughs> that just sounds stupid. An Illinois man recently celebrated the 60th anniversary of the day he grabbed then Vice President Richard Nixon's unfinished sandwich on <laughs> September. <laughs> it's gotten even dumber than I thought it was. <laughs> on September 22nd, 1960, when the politician was visiting his home of Sullivan in the town of Sullivan, her hometown of Sullivan to give a speech. He kept the sandwich ever since. The Buffalo Barbecue. Sorry, Mike, you're cracking me up. I can't hear you. It's so dumb. Who the hell would do that? The Buffalo Barbecue Sandwich has gotten Steve Jen uh, invited on several TV shows, including The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He even co-wrote a book about the sandwich that was published this year. Oh, God. Uh, you could probably sell this to some museum, a 
very pathetic museum, Carson joked about the paper plate on which the sandwich had been served. <laughs> he stole Richard Nixon's sandwich. <laughs> 60 oh years, the crime has finally been solved, Mike. 60 years Man, ago, I tell you what, Richard Nixon's barbecue buffalo or buffalo, bu- buffalo barbecue sandwich, his unfinished sandwich. Now we know who took it. You know what? It just feels good to do something like that, though. You ever like, you know, like to be like, I could. This is someone's famous like thing. Uh, I won't talk too much here about this, but it's like there was a guy that did public access TV in Washington D.C. His name was Petey Green, hmm. and actually, he had such an African American movement watching him that he got invited to the White House, and he stole a place setting. Nice. And he went back on his show and saying, look, I stole these from the White House. And it was one of those things that actually helped him be more lovable to everybody than normal. Because it's like, here's a guy that's, dis- you know, not in the, you know, high ranks of, uh, of politics and fame. Yeah. And goes I- and- so I love that guy. Whoever stole his sandwich, I love that guy. I just, I picture him going into work after that weekend and bringing it in with him in his lunchbox and calling everybody, hey, guys, 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 come here. And how do you prove it? <laughs> at, exactly. least when, at least when Petey Green stole the place setting with the spoons and forks, I think they had a hallmark that said. Right, they, had, they would have had some kind of insignia on them. Yeah, like a Hallmark that literally nope, this said is it just was... a sandwich. And this guy's like, dude, this is Richard Nixon's sandwich. <laughs> See that bite mark? <laughs> That's yeah. Nixon's mouth. You do you do teeth mark analysis on this, I it'll come true. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I, I, I like what he's doing. Because he wasn't gonna finish it, right? It's Nixon, he probably would have. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, I think he was this. This guy must have just been like a bus boy or something. Could have been, but I'm telling you, I think the president eats really good. Case, probably <laughs> not case this you, one. Probably not this one. Well, I mean, like really, whatever the hell the president wants to eat for dinner, he, that's what he. Oh yeah, eat. you you mean yeah? They're they're well fed. They're they're eating. I the think souls they're well fed. I don't think people. they. You know, I don't think. I'm not saying you know. You eat McDonald's, that's your choice. But like uh <laughs> but uh yeah, I think they could have whatever they want. Like, what do you want for dinner, you know, tomorrow night? I don't want this. No, yeah, but, this, but this was nineteen sixty and he was just vice president at the time, so uh, yeah. So but a Buffalo barbecue sandwich, you probably got it some local sandwich shop. Could be, yeah. And S- Sullivan, Illinois. We'll have yeah. to look we'll have to look it up and see. If I don't you know can where you'll go to that shop and get the same Buffalo barbecue sandwich. I don't know where Sullivan, Illinois is, but it's, if it's Southern, if it's Southern Illinois, man, I've been to that place and I'm telling you, <laughs> I mean, I went, I went, I went on an interview before I got hired where I work now. And I went to a place called Mattoon, Illinois. And I drove by and there's just a restaurant called Burger King. And I'm like, how is Burger King not stopped by to sue this joint? So there's they a, actually there's a can separate use restaurant it. that's called Burger King. Well, yeah, but it was actually on a like marquee sign out by the street. It was like a not. It was just black lettering put onto a marquee oh, sign. Oh, so it's called, like Jeff's Burger House. But it was just we called the Burger, Burger King. King. It was no, it wasn't. It was called Burger King. That was the oh, only wow. two okay. words. And I'm like, well, you know, Burger King's uh, 
suits don't stop by this place to sue the joint but uh they'd probably just be like no i meant king burger sorry yeah. it's all backwards <laughs> bang oh you caught us on a bad day there yep maybe that was the original burger king and they can sue burger king man i hope so uh <laughs> I really hope so. Yeah, I'm always you, rooting you should, for the small You should person. have stopped in and said, dude, somebody stole your name <laughs> and has gone nuts with it. You really should capitalize on that. This was, this was in the late 90s, and I don't think there was no way I could film it or anything with it except if it was on a, like a camcorder or something. But, uh, mm. boy, I remember that. I'm like, this this place is using someone's name. and uh, But and, that was Southern Illinois. And, and maybe it was the other way around. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. We we are so quick to judge these days, Mike. Hey, you know what? I always <laughs> I always hey, if I have to judge, I'm not judging the small guy. I I <laughs> judge Nixon way before I judge that guy who stole his right. sandwich. Right. That guy needed Nixon's sandwich more than Nixon needed his sandwich. That is true because this this guy has ridden this thing out through TV appearances, a book deal, over a sandwich. Because it, say, it didn't say he wrote a book about his experience getting the sandwich. He wrote a book about the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm still rooting for the guy. I mean, I hope. Oh yeah, I think I, I think it's great. You know, the small guy. Yeah, steals Vice President Nixon sandwich in 1960 and makes a living off of it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I love I love people. You know, if, if there's something. Uh, uh, a well-to-do person and there's something within reach that you could grab, grab the hell out of that thing. Yeah, I remember there was, a, there was a, there was a, there was um, a football game between the Steelers and the Houston Oilers. And there was this coach for the Houston Oilers, bum Phillips. He wore a big, huge 10 gallon hat. And you know how everybody swarms onto the field after the game, you know, yeah. some guy just took bum Phillips hat right off his head. <laughs> and it was the most Why beautiful not? thing. Oh, it was because you never saw Bum Phillips without that hat on. So uh, uh, I just thought, like, yes, they took his hat, you know. Yeah, and I, and I hope he made it. I hope he made it out of the stadium, stadium with him. I, I hope that like he didn't get tackled by security or something. Man, I tell you what, I won't go into it, but you, I used to be a Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, and I could tell you times when the crowd was so rowdy that they stole the goalposts. <laughs> but that's we'll have to talk about that another time it was yeah how do you was, get that home well you actually you get a mob of people so big that the police on horses go into the locker rooms and just say the hell with all this and then somebody <laughs> back then snuck a hacksaw into the stadium and cut it into three pieces next thing you know i'm on the field with my friend and we're like yeah you know it's starting to thin out we better go back up and climb the wall to get back up the stadium and go out and then we go to our car and there's a piece of the goal post bunch of people are hauling it over their shoulders and yelling and everybody's drunk i mean that was before 9 11 so it was really really lax security you know right right but they stole the goal post in that's three awesome. parts that's they, awesome. they lifted it up and i looked back there was like ants carrying this huge goal post and they <laughs> threw it out it must have gone 50 feet to land on something. Hopefully not anybody. That's but, yeah, I like, I like you know, I got a little place in my heart for the little guy stealing stuff. That's what my whole point is. Yeah, that's a, we, we actually covered a news story a couple times on the show a while back about a guy out in Las Vegas that went into an adult store 
and stole a, uh, it was a three foot long, 40 pound dildo <laughs> in broad daylight. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, there's only one way you could do that without anybody seeing you, but I don't know what that guy's. <laughs> yeah. Somebody would have noticed cause he'd have been walking really funny. Maybe uh, not. You never I, know. You never uh, know. It might've been right up his alley. <laughs> could be. Could be. Let's, let's hit looking. one more news story here. Yeah. <laughs> Deputies and animal service officers in Virginia responded to a resident's home where a turkey cr- crashed through a window and barricaded itself inside the bathroom. <laughs> First, uh, okay. Uh, Loudoun County uh, Animal Services uh, said a pair of Loudoun, count, Loudoun County, L O U D O U N. Sounds okay, right I'm to looking, me. I'm looking it up. Ludoon, probably. It's down in, yeah, Ludoon County. We'll call it Ludoon County. We'll call them that. Uh, County Sheriff's Office uh, deputies responded to a local home where a resident reported hearing a window breaking, followed by the sound of the apparent culprit moving through the home. Uh, deputies responded and found the suspect had barricaded themselves in the bathroom. Animal services officials said in a Facebook post, the culprit in this situation was about a three foot tall with shiny black feathers, scaly legs, and a yellow beak. It was determined it would take a specialized team to extract this offender. You see, he was a wild turkey. That's so silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like I'm the looking... fact that he barricaded himself into the bathroom. He was on the run. That that thing, that place is pretty near dc so uh must have flown in from dc well yeah that makes sense that makes sense a lot of wild turkeys out that way oh there's some there's some and they're definitely on the run i just i wonder what got into this turkey what what was after him what he had done that made him have to crash into a home that's a home invasion turkey or not it is yeah that's and And, that's that's no poultry thing some of those birds, man, and turkeys too. I think geese are the same kind of thing. They they're just one out of every hundred of them are just complete sociopaths. Oh yeah, they you are, know? yeah, they're definitely criminal. Yeah, I mean, but like there'll be a goose, like you just say, "Hey, get out of here," you know, "get away from me," and then there'll be a goose that just comes after you, and you're like, "Oh, he's mating and you know, trying to protect his eggs." But then there will be one that flies from you, flies at you from like a football field away, and you're like, "That thing is." insane oh yeah and definitely. so that, uh, I, I i used to work i'm not going to say where but i worked a maintenance job where unfortunately every now and then one of my jobs was to go up and chase geese off the roof because if they would yeah. nest up there and lay their eggs we could not then move them because yeah. they're protected so i would have to if we saw something going on up there i'd have to go up and chase them off before they had a chance to nest well my boss i was having a bad day anyway and this this brightened my whole day because my boss sent me up there to get this to get this goose off the roof. And I start walking toward it and it spooks and it flies off the roof down and smashes into a window. It didn't break <laughs> through the window, but it smashed into the window of my boss's office while he's sitting there on the phone with his boss and he just screamed like <laughs> he screamed like a woman. <laughs> There is a, those things are terrifying. I'm telling you, if you get into the right situation with them, they're big. And, uh, you know, they, uh, I, I guess they say that the wing flaps could actually hurt you, but I don't really see that at all. I think they're kind of cocky. Yeah, no pun yeah. intended. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like you could grab it by the neck and just wring it around, but I, I it doesn't yeah. feel like that when they're coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a, 
we had we had a couple of goose problems over there at this job before. We had one that they they called the captain. They named the goose that, and he would always sit up on the awning in one of the other buildings. And <laughs> one of the, one of the VPs, this guy was you know not the nicest person in the world. I don't want to say what he is because you know the FCC might find me. That's but, right. Uh, he parked in there. He was in a hurry and he parked. He was going to run up to his office because he forgot something. He had a Cadillac convertible and he left the roof down. And this <laughs> goose flew down into it and crapped all over. It's like he had oh. saved it all day just to go into that Cadillac convertible. It just about destroyed the interior of this car. Man, I tell you what, this, those things... this guy was only in that office for maybe five minutes. And he came back out and there was just goose crap over every inch of that interior. They eat so much. It's amazing. And, and I think that's people kind of question where the universe was formed. Like, where did all this stuff come from? I think it came from a goose's ass. I mean, if you see... They don't obey the laws of thermodynamics. Like they take in 10 pounds and crap out 20. It just, it's. That's true. That's true. Them are babies. I don't know. Uh, either one of the, I've changed so many diapers. I'm like, where does the laws of thermodynamics apply here? Like it's. Right. You can't have more out than in. It doesn't. Yeah, I, I've never had to change a diaper. I don't have kids or geese. So I'm good. I would say that generally, um, you know, I, I don't mind having kids now that they're 17 and 20. You know, uh, <laughs> back then, that was a stressful. I'd rather have geese then. Now I'd rather have yeah. kids. It's, yeah. it's something. So, uh, But either well, one, you'd clean up a lot of sh stuff. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, I'm going to give you a couple <laughs> minutes. If you, if you have any social media, any websites, anything you want to throw out where people can find you and, and find, I mean, not like physically, because that'd be, you know, just creepy to send people. Oh, I'd actually you. like it. I'm so oh, okay. okay. actual human attention. If you want to come by and try to find that's me. That's true. That's true. That would be okay. <laughs> just make it like when I'm not on a Zoom call. Right. Be like well, when, when is that, day. Though? Never. But, uh, now, if you have any social media, of course, your YouTube channel where people can follow you and find some yeah. of your videos. I, and, uh, I got my YouTube channel. Mike Canistero has been I, – I need to start putting more stuff out there. I will be documenting my tomato plants pretty soon. Um, and my novel is on Amazon, Big Trouble in Jackass Flats. It's, uh, it's there for as low a price as it can be, actually. And then <laughs> I will be writing a screenplay and hopefully producing a independent funny film about uh, based on that story so uh, that's all i got to plug i don't really got much else going on because i'm zooming all day yeah but, yeah well i i appreciate you joining us for for additional zoom in your day it's it's a don i would do it for you but uh <laughs> if it was somebody else i'd be like i'm tired man uh, <laughs> It's always well, good to talk. I miss our days in the studio, and I can't wait to get back there. Yeah, ho hopefully, hopefully we'll get back in there soon. When this I'm crap hoping. is over, and we can all just kind of laugh at it, uh, you know, and I hopefully see you at Wiley sometime soon as well. Yeah, well, it, it was good talking to you again. It's been too long. Uh, yeah, enjoy all of your uh, zooming classrooms and. Uh, yeah. As much as you happen. possibly can. Not going to happen at all. <laughs> I understand. But this all right, was well, fun. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Like I keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep listening to me, I'm just going to keep doing this. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a great night.
Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. This is not funny at all. You served your country with honor and now are trying to pry health care from the Veterans Administration. Did you know that Congress recently made changes to allow vets to get care outside of the VA services? The Nurses Guild of Florida is owned and operated by a Vietnam-era vet who knows how difficult it is to return to civilian life. Why not get your home health services from a five-star Medicare home health agency, the experts at home care, the Nurses Guild? Rather than wait in lines for care, the Nurses Guild will provide care to you in the comfort of your own home. PTSD, IV therapy, wound care, or post-amputation therapy, no matter your diagnosis, we can help. A nurse will be assigned to you, visit you at home to assess your needs, and work directly with you to develop a personalized plan of care. Here at the Nurses Guild, we have nurses from every specialty, so no matter your diagnosis, we have the right caregiver for you. The nurses, therapists, and home health team of the Nurses Guild is ready to serve you. All of our essential health care workers are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 for Broward County and 561-826-8937 for Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask. Wash your hands frequently and stay home as much as possible.